You are now listening to Canadian Plastics Magazine's podcast series on resin supply, demand, and pricing during COVID-19. I'm your host, Mark Stephen, the editor of Canadian Plastics Magazine. We're continuing our talk with market expert Zachary Moore, deputy managing editor of ICIS in the Americas, which is based out of Houston. Zachary has been working in the petrochemical industry for the past 15 years, first in Asia, and then the Middle East, and now the U.S., He has worked on BTX aromatics, styrenics, phenol, acetone, and the polyester chain, and specializes in the polyolefin space. In part three of our series, Zachary will give an overview of the North American polystyrene market, including pricing trends and new capacity coming online that will determine supply, demand, and pricing for polystyrene during this unprecedented pandemic. I will move on into polystyrene. There's been quite a few uh, effects on the market varying degrees and varying severities. On the positive side, we have seen that that one of the effects of this COVID issue is that it has weakened a lot of places, uh, a lot of places have at least eased their restrictions uh, on the use of disposable food packaging, single-use plastics. Uh, A lot of polystyrene goes into those types of applications. So to the extent that those relaxed uh, restrictions have been eased, that's been a positive for polystyrene demand. Uh, polystyrene does have a lot of those food packaging applications. Those food packaging applications are obviously doing very well. Uh, grocery store shopping has maintained or even increased uh, relative to where it was uh, pre-COVID. So people are still going to the store and uh, buying food products, uh, perhaps even more so now that they can't really go to restaurants. So there has been some, some beneficial effects on uh, food packaging. Uh, some of the other sectors where polystyrene is in are not uh, faring as well. Food packaging is doing very well, but food service, which is a lot of the disposable uh, forks and spoons that you might get, uh, that hasn't been doing as well, which uh, contacts in the industry suggest is probably just because there's not as many people planning trips and picnics and, and uh, outdoor dining opportunities. So that has had some impact on the, on the food service sector. Uh, Also, we know that some polystyrene is used to make kind of promotional items. Promotional items business has fallen off quite significantly just because uh, a lot of stores can't open or can only open to a certain degree. So a lot of people are putting off whatever plans they might have had to, you know, have some kind of big uh, in-store giveaway that might feature some some knickknacks that might have been made from polystyrene. So that sector has fallen off. Uh, The use for polystyrene in the appliance sector Appliances, as well as most consumer durables, have seen fairly significant hit from COVID. Uh, They're probably going to face some of the deepest hits during this immediate period and will be slower to recover as well. Some of that's just because of the nature of the product. Uh, The consumer durables, they tend to be big ticket items. Uh, You know, if you're buying a new washing machine or refrigerator or something like that, that's a decision where, you know, if you're thrown into a period of economic uncertainty where you're not sure uh, what kind of income you're going to have in another three to six weeks, you might want to put off making a purchase like that if it's at all possible. And also just because a lot of the stores that would sell these items uh, are just, are not open for business right now. So they have not been uh, considered essential. And for the consumers that are worried about their health, worried about their exposure to public places, they're probably not going to go really anywhere except to the grocery store to stock up on food uh, every so often. So that that has weakened the demand for the consumer durables. Also, as uh, if we look past the the coronavirus crisis, the current public health issue, we're also facing a significant you know economic downturn. 
once people are no longer so worried about the coronavirus, the big uh, issue confronting us most likely is going to be the, the economic impacts uh, of the virus and all the lockdown measures, which will be a sharp reduction in GDP, uh, large-scale unemployment, lots of business failures. Uh, so again, those are things that will continue to get people to push out those purchases of the big ticket items as long as possible. So that's probably going to have a lingering effect. Most people are not running out right now and buying a new uh, electronic item unless they, they need a, another monitor screen or whatever to do their working from home. So there has been some drop off uh, in production of electronics. Uh, overall, we see polystyrene demand as being negatively impacted by this uh, current crisis, even the even with uh, the offsetting uh, impact of the food packaging side, which has, of course, done quite well. If we look at uh, pricing, polystyrene is a commodity is very closely tied to the crude oil complex. So as crude oil prices have fallen, uh, we've seen some very significant reductions in, uh, in benzene prices and in iron prices as well. And that, of course, has had a knock-on effect on the polystyrene segment. Uh, we at ICIS, we... Uh, assessed our April contract prices for polystyrene down by nine cents. Uh, that was a number that was actually announced by some of the producers, but there's certainly some downward pressure uh, given that the styrene contracts and the benzene contracts both settled with fairly significant declines for second consecutive uh, month. So there's certainly plenty of pressure coming on the cost side uh, for the polystyrene sector. Another thing that will be interesting to uh, follow with polystyrene will be the case for interpolymer substitution. We've been seeing uh, in 2019, polypropylene was taking in some of the applications that were previously using uh, polystyrene, particularly with general purpose polystyrene. Some of that may continue, especially if we do see uh, demand on polypropylene. So there may be some pressure on, uh, on polystyrene sellers to sort of try to get their, their product to a level where they can uh, compete against, against the polypropylene industry because there may be, again, some, some threat of interpolymer substitution. We certainly did see a bit of that trend emerging in 2019. We may see it in 2020 uh, because we do expect that for polypropylene, again, the uh, demand is going to be off, volumes are going to be challenged, and it could be one way they might look to uh, increase those volumes is to take over certain applications that had uh, previously been dominated uh, by other polymers, such as polystyrene. Thanks very much for listening. Join us next time when Zachary's colleague, Jeremy Pafford, ICIS Head of North America, talks about PVC as we continue our podcast series on resin supply, demand, and pricing during COVID-19.